Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Divorce Done Well podcast. Happy Monday. We are very excited to have guests Nikki and Ben from Our Happy Divorce, which is a podcast and a book, correct? Uh, just a book. Just a book. Uh, just a book, yes. Okay. But you do, but you do some streaming things because I watched a couple of them last night. Well, I guess that is true. Uh, whether it's, I guess we're talking about uh, semantics, but yeah, so I guess we do do podcasts. We do a, we started off during the, uh, uh, the quarantine doing a uh, podcast stream on co-parenting during COVID. Uh, and then it just sort of evolved. And then we started taking different topics and just, you know, turning on the uh, stream and, and, and talking about it. So yeah, I guess we Got do. It. Okay. Yeah. So you do both. Yeah. Well, Welcome. Thank you. <coughs> We're super we can't see Nikki, by the way. Oh. We can only see Ben. I was, I was hiding. There we go. Hey, hi. He's got so much stuff in here. I can't even. <laughs> you got to get real close. Yes. Um, okay, so we're super excited to have you guys. Um, honestly, I don't think we we knew anybody else who was sort of, you know, doing what we do. And we're able to, you guys are sitting next to each other. Usually we're sitting next to each other, but right now we're on Zoom. But who are able to, you know, tolerate each other and be in the same room and do a podcast together and write a book together. So I guess, God, I have so many questions. Not dead yet. <laughs> yeah, no one's dead yet, right? That's what Eric and I say. So I would love to know how you got here. A lot of forcing. Ben, yeah. forced, me. Well, ben definitely forced me to write a book, for sure. I'm a little quiet. I'm a little more reserved where I'm not so much into telling my whole life story to the world. And so that took a little coaxing. But I think for us, people kept commenting on our photos, just random family photos we would post on Instagram or Facebook. And we would get like, you know, side messages. And then we're like, is this real? Right. How do you guys do this? How did you get there where you guys are actually spending time together and going places together and dinners together? Just sort of I don't know. We kind of looked at each other one day and we're like, you know, I think it's time for us to tell our story. Yeah. yeah we didn't, we didn't get divorced. Uh, we didn't uh, try to be different uh, in the sense of having a different outcome and controlling our outcome and being intentional about our divorce uh, to write a book or right. to be here on this podcast. It was sort of one of those things that like Nikki said, we just went about our life. We would get small wins along the way and, and, and uh, whether that was a family dinner together or, uh, you know, get, uh, being at our son's baseball game and, and walking away and saying, hmm, that wasn't that bad, yeah. right? And, and then eventually it grew into something that we could have never have imagined 13 years ago. Um, and I come from a school of learning uh, and, and making the most changes in my life through relatedness and hearing somebody else's story of hope and, and, and then also knowing what it's like to be in hell. And, and so, like Nikki said, I'm, I'm a little bit more open uh, uh, with everything. Uh, and, and it was my idea to write this book uh, because I wanted to tell our story. I wanted to give people hope. I wanted to, you know, not that we are doctors or lawyers. We have no initials behind our names, but we just had an experience. Right. And it took a while to convince Nikki, quite frankly. And there was no way that I was going to do this book or this project without her. Because just like it took two to ruin our marriage, it takes two to make our post-marriage life. Yeah. Yeah. Now four, now four right? Because <laughs> yeah. we're both remarried, right? 
Right. So you, and this is very similar to our story, except that I'm the one that's convinced Eric. He's much more reserved and doesn't, you know, he only usually posts on social media about his political thoughts or, I don't know, cleaning out his closet or something. Um, finding the shirt from like 30 It's usually years. been on social media, which is funny. But for this, it was like the opposite. Yeah. So, um, so you guys have a son together, right? Asher, is that his yes. name? And how old is he? He's 16. Almost 16. 17. Oh, gosh. And he's every bit of a 16-year-old boy right now. Well, we have a 14-year-old son, so we're just beginning this whole... Oh, wait. (laughs) And it's funny, because even as uh, we we write this book and everything's, you know, Nikki and I are best friends, and I I think that the past, and I don't know if it's COVID or, you know, dealing with a 16-year-old or maybe a combination of all the above, right? But we've had more, I don't want to say conflict, but more struggles in parenting Asher, these past, you know, year, year and a half, then we had, ironically, right when we put the book out, and it's not like we hate each other, or it's not like, you know, uh, we don't have to write another book called or not so happy divorce, but it's <laughs> been a struggle. But what, but we try to, at least both, I think both of us understand is that those issues would be there, whether we were together or not. We are different people. We have different parenting right. styles. Styles. So our parenting styles would be different if we were together or whether we were apart. So we just have to learn to navigate them and accept, you know, yeah. and, and pick our battles really. But yeah. being having a teenager has been, it's like water. It finds the weakest point. It is, it is, especially during this. Oh, yeah. And they want to go out, they want to do this, they want to do that. And then you give them this much, you give them like a little inch and it's, it doesn't stop. Yeah. And he's, 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 he's fun. yeah, he's funny too because he'll, Sometimes I have to pump side and say, you know, your mom and I wrote a book called Our Happy Divorce. You know, your mom and I talk, you know, your mom and I, you know, talk every day about you. And so, but he still tries to pit, you know, like a lot of kids do, at least I did with my parents, not so happy divorces is, is, is try to find, okay, which one's the weakest thing I'm on the weakest. My parents together and they're still married. Right. Yeah. And I, I say, look, we talk. You're not getting over on us yeah. on, on, on the curfew or whatever he's tried to uh, tried to get, but it's a challenge, and it's, it's parenting is a challenge. A teenager, whether you're together or not, it just makes it a lot easier that we are uh, you know co-parenting, blooded family, and, and and talk to each other, right. and actually like each other. <laughs> yeah, we have to remind our son too. We are both our kids. I'm like, you know that we talk. You can't <laughs> right. him one thing and me another. Like we're gonna bust you. So yeah, exactly. Interesting. I mean, Eli's not driving yet or anything, but can't wait for that. Yeah, oh, that's, that's the keys to freedom right there. Life 360 is going to be your best oh, friend. We got yeah. it. It's already. <laughs> yes. What were you going to say, Eric? Um, I, I feel like Eli has sort of learned, like at the beginning, he would play that game where he would, if he got a, a no for me, he'd call you. Um, he's kind of stopped playing that game, I think, because he realized, because he even says, he's like, he's like, you guys tell each other everything. Like, yeah, <laughs> we do. Um, so, it, it, you know, it's kind of kind of good that um, he's, he's kind of figured that out. Um, our daughter, she didn't really, she didn't really play, you know, test limits yet. Oh, but yet. She, yeah. She's, she's just 12. 12. Oh. But she so already, coming. I'm the dumbest person that has ever lived, so. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so, she rolls her eyes at me too. Yeah. I mean, we're in for it. It'll be worse than her. So. 
I think that's the girls always. Yeah, I think that a little bit. I think that's universal. It's funny because my uh, we I have a daughter with my wife, and and she's seven or eight, and you know we battle a little bit, but but not. My wife's always the good, you know, the good cop, and and I always tell her say, I don't say in front of Izzy, but I say one day, it's true, she'll be. So one day you'll be the enemy, and I'll be the good daddy. That's right. Exactly. So I'm curious. So you Mm -hmm. have you have a daughter with your wife, Ben, and you have also a daughter? No, I no. just take his. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, have a do- I have a son, uh, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old with oh, my wife. And a 16, almost 17-year-old. Yes. And, and it's, uh, you know, it's great uh, uh, because this, this family uh, that we created, uh, with Nikki and her husband and Asher and, but now it's expanded. And now Nikki and Chad, you know, are like the, the uncle or the aunt that, that. Yeah. Because when they were really little, they didn't understand why Asher had a stepmom and a stepdad, but they didn't. So they kept, mm. they always would say, well, isn't, they call me Coco. So isn't Coco my stepmom? And we're like, well, yeah, don't try to explain that to somebody, but we'll take it. So there's, it's like divorce isn't a bad thing in our house. I mean, it, it's awful. I mean, yes, it's nobody. Your, yes, but. But it's also the, the difference with the way I was raised. It was, a, it was a toxic thing, right? It was, it, it was a bad thing. Uh, uh, and it was the only way to do it was to go to war. But I didn't have an example. And although it's kind of weird to hear your daughter call your ex-wife or stepmom uh, or because she wants a stepmom because Asher has a stepmom. Uh, it's still good. It, it kind of it says, works. okay, it doesn't put that, you know, bad thing on, on divorce and, and it's a, it, it can be a positive thing. Right. Yeah. And so do you guys do like family events and holidays? Cause I'm curious, you know, Eric and I are just kind of, we are both dating somebody, but neither of us were too old to have more kids, which is probably, mm-hmm. which is probably good. That was bad, but he still did. Yeah, I was <laughs> to make the argument I was too, but so, yeah. but we haven't gotten to the point where we're sort of. You don't uh, look too old to have kids. Oh no, but I'm um, but, but we don't. We haven't done like Thanksgivings or anything, and I think it's probably coming. I mean, I think um, so. I'm just curious. Well, our first Thanksgiving was kind of a bust. <laughs> way, uh, epic fail. It was fail. way too early, and we went away together as a family with my family and my sister. And, and it, it was there was just a lot of tension in the house. Yeah. We all stayed in the same house. And, and there was, was you, Ben? You went yeah, and, my, and my wife at the time, a girlfriend at the time, but wife There now. was a lot of tension. So we just kind of chalked that up as, hmm, yeah. we're not, it's not, we're never going to do that again. It's just, we need a little more time. So yeah. we started with baby steps and we started with, you know, a dinner instead of a dinner instead. and a trip. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, so we would do, but now we're great. Now we can go on vacations together. We, you know, spend holidays together. And that's, and that's the thing that I think it's so important that you brought up is that this didn't happen overnight like yeah. this. And, right. and it was so far from our even, you know, realm of possibility or imagination that we would have this. We just, I think if you were to ask us 13 years ago, we just wanted to not hand our son the emotional bill yeah. for our choices, for him to pay, for something he had no choice in. So that was the goal. The goal was, you know, so it, it, that would look like probably that we could be in the same room at a play or sporting event of his and not have him feel that tension or not have him have to walk around eggshells the rest of his life, afraid to step in it. Yeah. That's going to you know set mom or dad off. So, and then we started doing things like, you know, okay, well, we, the, I was in town, I think the first time for Christmas, because um, usually I would go back home 
Um, and then we spent Christmas morning together and it was just, it was just these small wins. Like it, it, we took them and we started slowly. Sometimes we got too far out of our skis, like the trip to where we decided to do Thanksgiving and a trip together. Um, but we, we, we never stopped. Like, it, yeah. So even though we took like four steps back, we kind of just said, all right, let's, we'll go back to baby steps. Yeah. And we would think, yeah. And we said this is a, that we faked it until we made it. Like there were times in the beginning where my insides were doing somersaults uh, being around Nikki. But on the outside, you know, as, as much as possible, probably not as good as I thought it was, but it was like the duck on the water. You know, you see him gliding along nice and smooth, but underneath he's sure. kicking like hell, right? And, and so that's probably what it was, but it was just faking. We went to, in Florida, if you get divorced, uh, you have to take a divorce class to get a judgment. Um, I think most states have it. And uh, awful class. it was a terrible class, but we decided to go together. Uh, and, and the ride up there was awkward. It was terrible. You know, I, I don't think we said a lot, but we went to this class together. And then on the way home, we sort of bonded over what a joke that class was. Right. Um, and, and so it was just these little things. And, and uh, uh, I guess it just evolved into something that we, last year we uh, uh, took just Nikki and I uh, took Asher to Africa. For two weeks together. On a safari, oh, uh, just the three of us. <laughs> Um, because it was something like, it wasn't the romance. It wasn't the finance, uh, that there was going to be obsessed with animals since like he was, could speak. Yeah. Some kids read Dr. Seuss books. He wanted to read animal encyclopedia yeah. books. And so if anything was going to send our divorce sideways or into the high conflict right. arena, if I would have taken him without him. Right. So we decided yeah. let's do it together. Yeah. And, and yeah. It, 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 the funny we thing, did ask, we did ask our spouses. Yeah. Know? They, you know, they just both have responsibilities. Yeah. I mean, her husband's a sheriff of Hillsborough County and, and my wife was raising two of our, our two young kids. And, uh, it, but it wasn't the, when we went to them, it, we say it's, it sounds so apathetic, but it's not like we didn't invite them, but in it, 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 saying it like that, but their yes, response was happy not to have to go on a plane for 24 hours, but their response, both of them it, is what our happy divorce is based off of lack of ego and a lack of putting Asher first. When I told Nadia, she said, oh, that's great for Asher. He yeah, was going to yeah. love that. What a great opportunity. Same with Chad. It wasn't, oh, hell no, you're not going to South Africa. With, are you crazy? Yeah, right. But it's so interesting that you both have people in your life that are supportive. I mean, my boyfriend is also very supportive. And I would say uh, who Eric is dating is, you know, not threatened. Um, right. And that's not easy to come by. Well, it is if you're committed uh, the way Nikki and I were committed, right? Yeah. And this isn't judgment, but, 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 but for Nikki, I don't, I think it's at least for me safe to assume that Nadia would not be in my life right. if, if she was not going to, if she would have caught, I mean, yeah, if she was going to be, a, if she was going to uh, throw a wrinkle into what Nikki and I were going to going to accomplish. Cause yeah. at the end of the day, we made the decision to get married, have Asher and get divorced. And, and, and our jobs as parents, although we broke our vows, our job as parents should not end. Right. And that's making decisions from here on out for what's best for Asher. And, and, right. and so, so they're in our lives uh, and, and our additions rather than subtractions uh, uh, to the, to the thing because they, they, they believe in it. And I think too, is we did a, a good job of bringing them around, like not trying to, sort of hide them. You know what I mean? And making them feel comfortable. Yeah. So it right. wasn't like, oh, well, you can't see her. Well, you, oh, you can't see him. And right. it's like, 
I, I think that actually helped too. Yeah, and and one thing that uh, we uh, uh, tell a story because it's so important uh, about Nikki is, uh, you know, she knew that I was going to do the stereotypical middle aged man thing when I got divorced, <laughs> right? I was going to go sow my wild oats or what, you know, whatever, uh, and. and she said With to me, diamond and Mercedes in crystal and you know, everybody, but she, she called me and she said, you know, I, I just wish, or I want not wish. Uh, we had a conversation. She basically said, You're, I think you make me out to be nicer than I probably was on this conversation. Whatever the, the, the gist of it uh, to protect the innocent is to, or the guilty is to say that she asked me not to bring anybody around our son until I was sure, until I was sure that that was somebody that was going to be in my life. Now, my first reaction that I didn't say out loud was, who the hell are you to tell me who I can and can't bring around my son? But when you take a step back and what's best for Asher, she was really right at the end of the day. It's not good for him to have a revolving. He's already, you know, his parents are broken up. So that was her request. And, and, you know, swallowing my pride, swallowing my ego, she was right. Uh, and I hate saying that about Nikki, you know, 13 years later, she, but she was right. It, it, the best thing for Asher was not for me to, you know, bring all these girls around and, and just have him under, you know, not get a, an understanding of what a healthy, happy relationship is. Well, I mean, you keep saying Ben, like you took a step back or you removed your ego. And I would say that's the biggest, I mean, Eric and I were really angry at each other. Mm-hmm. And we fought, I mean, we said some nasty, nasty things oh, yeah. to each other that I, feel terrible because now, and we still fight. I mean, I think, you know, we struggle about money and who's paying for what and I'll cry and Eric will be like, it's going to be okay. And, um, but when you take your ego out of it, um, which is hard to do, it's pretty humbling and, you know, but it, it changes everything. And I think that's the best advice to give to people. Like, how the hell do you do this? You're just like, stop. Like, like you said, like, um, why do I have to listen to her? Who the hell does she think she is? But, you know, Eric and I also agreed that whoever we were, if we wanted to introduce somebody to the kids, um, we would meet that person first. Um, and, you know, my friends are like, oh, that's ridiculous. You don't owe him anything. And I'm like, sorry. Who says that? Who says that? I want to know. I want names. <laughs> No, but it's it's true though. It absolutely is, and and it should be a requirement. And it's hard for somebody to be sitting in your shoes to, especially in the beginning for us, it was people just didn't understand. So everybody had opinions about what we were trying to do, and I don't understand this. What's this? Why are you doing this? And even like, even our parents were like, "What the hell are you two trying to do? Like you couldn't get get along when you were married. So why are you trying to do now? Isn't that isn't that crazy though that like people. I found like the reaction from people um, to what we're doing is really strange to me. And yeah. I think, it, I, I think maybe it's because it's uncomfortable because it's not something people are used to. And I, I don't know, maybe it shines a light on something in their own lives, but, but right. Nikki, exactly what you said, people are like, you don't owe him anything. Why? But, but why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you want that for your friend? Why wouldn't you want that for your friend's kid? Like, like these things now to me seem to be, just, I mean, they're, they're, they seem to be common sense. They seem to be, you know, things mm-hmm. that anybody would, would want, but it's the, the reaction from people, family, friends, my friends are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. My friends don't give right. a shit really. So that, you know, you know, if I tell them, 
I think I told a few of them we were doing a podcast, you know, a year and a half ago. And they're like, mm, okay, you doing a podcast? That's weird. But, you know, like the, the concept is really cool. Um, but it's seven of your friends reacted totally different, people, which is really weird. A lot of weird. those people I'm not friends with anymore, to be clear. But yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think the, 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 the thing people need to understand if you're listening to this uh, and you're about to go through the divorce is no matter what Nikki and I or the outcome had, uh, it, it, let's just say we had a high conflict divorce and, and you were to sit here and ask me if Nikki loved Asher, right? My answer is yes. Like I can, I can think she's, you know, the evil person or whatever, you know, fraud or whatever. But at the core of it, I know that she loves our son. She right. probably would say the same thing that I love my son. Right. The, the reality of it, your lawyer, the judge, your mediator, your therapist, your friends, they don't love your kids. Right. And so we can't put uh, their decision-making based off of our kids. You know, I have friends, Nikki had friends, not that they didn't get it. Maybe they had their own experience with divorce. Yeah, it was or, almost like it made them more uncomfortable and we're like, it has nothing to do with you. Exactly. Right. Right. And, and so, you know, make decisions, be intentional about your love for your kids. And, and that was our guiding light. That was our North star that got us through, you know, the, 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 the hard times the the, the, cause Divorce pushes every FU button that I have, you know, as a man, romance and finance, right? And, and, and no good decisions, no intentional decisions for the for positive are going to be made off of uh, when those buttons are pushed because they speak to ego, right? So, uh, and, and that's why the divorce thing is so, t- where, where that time that, you know, I talked about, it, not only before when I spoke to Nikki after she said something, but we took time after the decision to get divorced and the decision to start the divorce process. Yeah. And we cleaned up the wreckage of the past. And that was the most important thing. Uh, I think, you know, when you go back and you, you know, postmortem and do an autopsy of it is is that (laughs) that time where we could deal with those feelings and at least get to an understanding and a basic, acceptance that it takes two to make a relationship and it takes two to ruin it. And, and, and there, there are some, uh, I think in my opinion, anyways, there's some exceptions that, that we are not qualified to talk about physical abuse, sexual abuse and stuff like that. But for the most part, you know, whether it's an affair or whether you think your husband or wife is a narcissist, you're not qualified to, to, to diagnose that there's the colloquial definition. And then there's a clinical definition. But at the end of the day, there was an understanding and that's why in our book, we don't talk about what happened in our marriage. Like, you know, the, the blood and the guts, there's no drama. It would make a terrible Hollywood movie, but because all that stuff didn't matter. We put that all in the past um, by taking that time and, and, you know, at least accepting and finding our part in what uh, in the, of the destruction or the end of our marriage. You know, it's interesting because I, you know, Eric and I both made some mistakes in our marriage and a lot of people, they're like, how come you don't talk about why you got divorced? It's almost like, because it doesn't matter. It's a symptom. No, it doesn't matter. It matters what you do with right. from then on. Yes. yes. But I think if you're not, but, it, but just what Eric said, I think it shines a light on themselves. You know, like if they know that you cheated or you did this, then it makes them feel bad, better about themselves where they're like, well, at least I didn't do that. Right. So, <laughs> uh, Race to the bottom, right? Yes. I mean, that's what it becomes, right? It, you know, and cheating is the biggest one or narcissist or, right. you know, whatever it is. But, but at the end of the day, if you can, you, I don't think 
I don't think, I know we could never have moved forward and been happy and actually called our book, Our Happy Divorce, if we hadn't cleaned up the past. If we had, if we were making decisions based on the past, we would have been in this toxic cycle that we, you know, so many people get in because they haven't, they haven't, they haven't reckoned with their past. They haven't cleaned up their side of the street. They want to worry about how, uh, you know, dirty Nikki's side of the street is, or, you know, I want to worry about how dirty Nikki's side of the street is instead of looking at, you know, the crap crap all over my side of the street and how dirty it really is. So. Well, when you say there was a, there was a, period of time are you saying because in the state of florida there's a waiting period and you have to go no we just knew we had to take it before we would you you decided to get divorced and then what didn't file or i'm just curious the process ben hired some horrible lawyer yeah i i left look i it's not my proudest moment he's Uh, very dramatic when he left yeah go ahead left the ring on the counter with a ripped up picture i'm like that's something i would have done right like (laughs) it's not my finest moment i took a picture of us i ripped it up and i put the Right in the middle of it. Like yeah. I was mad. I was angry. You know, it, it was all Nikki's fault. Right. And, and I almost got caught up in the system. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the reality of, uh, it, it, if we were listening to bureaucrats and red tape, uh, you said, is it required in the state of Florida? No, I don't even know. No, it's not. Uh, but, but, or if I had listened to that lawyer that I first went to that, I, you know, almost did who doesn't love my son, but loves the idea that he had this big divorce. Um, and, and so, uh, I just had, it, it was a moment he brought up this, you know, war and peace, a game plan on exactly what I wanted. And that was a destruction of Nikki. I'm pretty sure he just changed the names of the people in it. Right. Yeah, like it's really. the same thing he standard form, else, yeah. And then he just charged him an arm and a leg for it. And so I was on a red eye, again, a very dramatic moment, but I was on a red eye back from LA, uh, and, and I took out this game plan, this war and peace, and I got like two pages into it. And all of a sudden it hit me like for the first time in years. And this had nothing to do with Nikki. It was just the way I was living my life for the first time in years. After reading those two pictures, I could no longer buy my own bullshit. I got honest, you know, and uh, I got to that point where, wait a sec, this can't be all Nikki's fault. They can't be. And, and yet uh, I also at that moment realized that if I, I know where this path ends. Because I had the experience with my parents, like we talked about earlier, of a not happy divorce, a toxic, high conflict divorce. And yet unwittingly, I was going to bring my son down that same path. And that's how powerful divorce is, I think, right? Having that experience as a kid and knowing what it's being like to do that, yet I was going to pick up my kid and place him right in the middle of Nikki and I. Um, And and so on that plane, I had that moment and and I put it away. I didn't finish. I called him on Monday uh, and said, you know, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, can you send me the balance of my retainer back? $5. And, and it was, it was a, it's a couple hundred bucks, but it was a pretty high retainer. Um, but it was the best money I ever spent. And then the next phone call was to Nikki. Yeah. And it was, uh, I need some time. Uh, I, I, I need to get back to basics of life and, and, and work on myself. And um, she said, of course, take as much time as you want. And, you know, the rest is, was a journey into, my side of the street. And as much as I wanted to look up and, and, and look over at Nikki's side of the street, you know, I had a, a guy there who helped me, you know, put the blinders on. And anytime I started talking about Nikki he said, Nope, yeah, not about her. Did, uh, did, um, did you guys do therapy at all? Because it's interesting that you came to these conclusions on your own. I know that I couldn't have done it on my own. Right. Um, so the fact that you were on a plane and, and, and your, your experience with the lawyer, I've got lots of thoughts about lawyers. Yeah, I do too. Their role, their role <laughs> in, 
<laughs> I am a lawyer, not a divorce lawyer, but right. um, I'm a I'm a big believer that the lawyer you pick will dictate how your divorce goes. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. A hundred percent. Right. Yep. So if you if you get one of these scorched earth guys who believes that divorce is a zero sum game, that there's a winner and there's a loser, somebody's going to get fucked, and right. there's no way yeah. you're going to recover from that. So. Right. I know in our divorce, and I'm sorry, there's so many things you have said and are saying that are so similar to what we did and what we're going through. You even use the term North Star, which is I what I always say about our kids, yeah. that they were the North Star yeah. and they're the reason we're able to do this. But I, I remember, you know, I went and, and I thought about getting one of these, you know, fuck you lawyers mm-hmm. um, who's known around town to be like that guy who is just, I mean, he's just scorched Pitbull, earth. yeah. Pitbull, right? And and when you're getting divorced, like that's your instinct, right? You want to protect and get as much as you as you can. And the pitbull um, feeds off of that desperation exactly. too. Oh, yeah, right. Absolutely. But 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 I and I see this in my own practice, you know, as a lawyer, you know, sometimes, you know, I I'm in-house, I'm an in-house lawyer, so I hire lots of outside lawyers. Their idea of a win is different than my idea of a win. And we always have to have this discussion about, you know, what, what, what it means for me to win. And by the way, I'm the client, you're my outside lawyer. And so mm-hmm. you need to understand what my idea of a win is and go get that win, not your idea of a win. But then, so, so we're going through the process and Stephanie, Stephanie had a lawyer who was sort of, sort of like that. Um, not, not, not as, not as good. Um, it caused you know, a lot of problems for us. It yeah. caused a lot of problems. And we had oh, to have wow. this discussion. I said, I said to Stephanie, I'm like, listen, you, we can keep going down this path. You know, you're, you're, you know, the, the things your lawyer is asking for, we, you know, we can do this. We're going to end up in mediation or we're going to, or we're going to end up in, in court and it's, it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. Or we can just come to the table and I can keep, I can give and you can give and we can be reasonable and stop spending lots of money, stop spending lots of time, stop spending lots of tears and heartache and make this thing just end already. And mm-hmm. once we both kind of put our egos aside and did that, I think we wrapped it up in, in like six weeks after that. And, so, and there, there's and no, so much cheaper. Too. Yeah. And there's and no so much cheaper. It's not by random occurrence that both of us are sitting here talking right. about that process because we guess what? We did the same thing. Yeah. Right. And, and I didn't have there. I didn't go. Look, part of the reason that I was able to see it, I, I'm in uh, long-term recovery. Um, and, and so I, I, I have therapy. A, and, she, and, and Nikki did, she still needs a lot of it, but, uh, we all need it, but we, you know, I, I just have a, a principles and, and, uh, a, a guy in my life who, who is there as, you know, not a therapist cause he didn't go to school, but somebody to keep me on track and somebody to keep me accountable. Uh, and, and so I practice a lot of those things that I'm taught, uh, and it's the same as in divorce and it's the basic principle that it takes two to make a relationship. And it takes two to run. When I have resentment towards somebody, I, you know, nine times out of nine, I can find my part in it. So it was, you know, I talk about, you know, that I'm some spiritual giant, but it's imposter. I didn't learn all this stuff. I didn't, I just had these tools that I hadn't used in a long time. And once I used them, I was able to, you know, find my part in it. And the lawyer thing is, is so interesting because, uh, you know, people, um, have to realize that, and, and you know, present company excluded, but at the end of the day, your war, you pay your lawyer, whatever it is an hour and they work for you. Right. And, and, and they, 
didn't go to business school, most of them. Uh, and, and, and so, you know, the business decisions should be made by the business people and, and not to sound apathetic, but div- divorce is a very big business deal. Um, and, and once you're able to, like we were to separate the emotional side of it, or, or at least deal with the emotional side first, it made the business part of it so much easier. And Nikki and I sat at co- the coffee shop where we ended up apologizing to each other first. Um, and, uh, then, then worked out the deal, uh, and, and the custody and, but we had this primary purpose. We had this singleness of purpose and North star, whatever you were. And it made it, it was pretty simple. It wasn't easy all the time, but when you had that, you just keep asking yourself, right. We literally would go, okay, literally. you know, th- where we're going to live, you know, Nikki wanted to go to LA. I wanted, I was willing to go to LA, but what was best for Asher was he, you know, had already been displaced every couple of days and the whole divorce thing would it be great for and now for him to move to LA. Right. There's no. So, you know, what we did was looking back at like two plus two equals four, right? Pretty simple equation. We all learn it. As you guys know, when you're dealing with divorce and making decisions, you probably even today on a decision, you could ask that equation with the answer to that question and you could get three different answers. There were some decisions you know, like Nikki asking me not to bring any girls around the house, which it didn't equal four for me. You know, that, that was like a thousand and twenty, but it equals four for Asher. And that's the only thing that matters. So that's what we went with. When you have singleness of purpose, it's amazing. And because that equals selflessness, right? Asher was, and that's what parenting is. And so when you remove the ego, it becomes a lot uh, uh, Sim, uh, e- easier, I should say. I don't think, or simpler. It's not always easy. It's always a struggle, but the, but the concept's simple. I mean, and that's what we had to do. And it's still a struggle. I mean, there's still a struggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I mean, that's what people, I think uh, one thing that people get frustrated about is because they, they do take steps back and they're like, oh, forget it. Like right. it's never going to get better. But I mean, we still have days that we say fuck you to each other and hang up the phone and it's like or i i say it and i hang up the phone yeah and then i say it uh, out loud and uh, not to your face but I, I curse you out quite a, quite a bunch you know but but that's hey, look the the, the commitment you keep going, you keep going. You, we we have trudged the road to happy yeah. divorce yeah. and, and it, it and but at the same time it gets better and better yeah, and better and more natural and then we start you know stuff is just you know her and my wife our best friends now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, th- I, I, Real I, best friends. talk about singleness purpose. I think it's the relatedness. They just sit around and talk about what it's like <laughs> to be married to me. Right. That's their bond. Oh, I did. When I came in here today, I FaceTimed her cause he was upstairs still. And I was like, do you see how dirty this place is? <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I love hearing that. Yeah. So it's like, and that's the thing with you, uh, like the fact that uh, you guys did it and, and, and we're sitting here talking about this and we had the same, you know, maybe not the same path, but we got, you know, the journey was, you know, the, the, the destination was the same. Yes, exactly. and, and, you know, in the beginning we hadn't quite figured it out and we hadn't quite figured, okay, we're going to do dinner. Let's try it. And then it just to get these wins. And, and that's what, you know, with, with what I hear from you guys is that, uh, you know, you, you'll be on an Africa safari in, in, in no time. <laughs> we'll I mean, see about that. If we, ever get out, <laughs> if we ever get out of quarantine. Well, yeah, if we oh, can get no. on a plane, right? Seriously. Um, well, thank you. Eric, did you have anything that you wanted to add? No, I, okay. I, this is, go ahead. Did you have something? No, I was just. Oh, okay. No, this has been, this has been, 
Stephanie, Stephanie had to talk, like she said, she had to talk me into doing this podcast. Um, and the way she finally got me to do it was she said, listen, if we do this, we're going to get a book deal and we're <laughs> going to get on the Today Show and we're going to get rich. And so I'm like, okay, well, if you put it that way, um, <laughs> we're going to do it. Now, you guys have done the book. I think I saw you were on the Today Show or Good Morning no, America. Good Morning America. Good Morning America. I hope you've we gotten didn't make a, because, We didn't make a shit ton of money no, on our book. We haven't gotten no. rich. We, we, it's a very expensive, uh, altruistic uh, yeah. endeavor. So yeah, yes, you, he's changed his tune a little bit. Yeah, we're never, we're never going to write a book. We're never going to write. That's you might. No, we're no, no. We're never going to write. Well, I, I hope you do, because yeah. I because I truly believe that you know we went into this knowing that we are not the only, and not to use our our name, but we are not the only happily divorced couple. And the more that we can, this is what's going to make the sea change. Agreed. It, yeah. Is people yeah. hearing, like in my own experience, right? Is that I can, I I've made the most change in my life when I can relate to somebody. We talked about it right. earlier. And so the more people that we can have as, you know, examples of wins, of success, of happy divorces, of, uh, uh, you know, divorce done right, whatever, whatever it is, uh, then, then the better, because then there's more resource. Because if Nikki and I can do it, you know, the, the personalities, I'm sure you guys the same, right? Like two, uh, Nikki and I are two type A alphas, hard-headed <laughs> individuals, but somehow we got this thing right. You know, somehow we got this thing right. And, and uh, you know, if we can share that experience and there, there could be, like I said, different paths to the destination. So, uh, you know, I would encourage you guys, you know, to, to write a book and, and, and encourage well, you. Well, crib your book never, for sure. Never so never I'm, I'm going to buy it and crib it. What'd you say, Stephanie? Never say never. Right. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Right, exactly. Um Well, bravo to you guys. Tell everybody where they can find you or where they can buy your book and find you on, on social media. Uh, everything at our happy divorce, um, uh, uh, our happy divorce.com is our website. Uh, we have a Facebook group, uh, our happy divorce, uh, support group. Or our happy divorce. Yeah. I follow yeah. Well, we have a Facebook page and then a group, uh, which, which, which the group is there for people who, uh, either want advice or they have people like you who, have advice experience, to advice to give. Uh, you know, again, we're not lawyers or doctors and we're just here to uh, help people. The book uh, is available at Amazon. Uh, like I said, unfortunately, uh, th there will be no money to be made. So if you uh, <laughs> if think you have a benefit and you're listening to the book, reach out to us, DM. We'll make sure you get a book and not have to pay for it. So yeah. it's okay. just a way of getting our story out there. Awesome. Well, we, so much. Thank you guys so yeah, much. Yeah, really appreciate you have you guys coming on. Uh, stay safe. And, Thank you. You uh, too. We'll keep up with you. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Please do. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.